Hello, this is Bethany Leon, editor of Heat Street Radio, stepping in with a quick word about this episode, which is available in full video. Watch and listen to the full length of the episode at heattreattoday.com forward slash radio and look for The Future of Heat Treat, a conversation with Peter Zawistowski. Welcome to Heat Treat Radio. Today, we'll be traversing into the future of Heat Treat with Peter Zawistowski, Managing Director of Seco Vacuum. This episode was recorded on the ground at the ASM Heat Treat Show with Doug Glenn, publisher of Heat Treat Today, Karen Ganser, the general editor at Heat Treat Today, as well as myself. Peter first shared how Seco Warwick was on a mission to actualize the future of Heat Treat. I think we are on the mission as Seco Warwick, and I am on the mission. Yeah. So I think the future of heat treatment will be LPC for carburizing okay. and gas quenching for, uh, for quenching instead of oil. Okay. And I think the future is LPC and hydrogen quenching, and, okay. uh, to be honest. But uh, hmm. right now, most of, of, most of carburizing is, is done in the, in the atmosphere, yeah? yep. carburizing atmosphere, and uh, most of the quenching is done in oil. So yeah. uh, I think that uh, uh, everything is moving in the uh, you know, uh, in the vacuum direction, if you will, mm-hmm. but uh, but we are not there yet. So that's uh, that's our mission in general. So uh, I think I showed you uh, once the, a, a graph. What, what is the difference in the quenching uh, between oil and uh, yes, yeah, and, yeah. and and, and, gas, and gas? So uh, right now with 25 bar quenching right. we are on the level of uh, like slow slow oil mm-hmm. so um, so together we have to use helium helium is, is expensive it's uh, not uh, economical right. but right. we can go to hydrogen which is the the, the speed right. of uh, speed of oil yeah, yeah. and uh, and it's everywhere it's, it's cheap so i right. think i think this is the future this idea that the future of heat treat will be LPC and gas quenching, specifically with hydrogen, means moving in the vacuum direction, as Peter just noted. But how fast will this transition come, especially given safety concerns with the use of hydrogen as a quenchant? Exactly, that's the concern right now. So I think it'll come, but we are far away from uh, uh, from that. But anyway, we don't have to go f- to to hydrogen. Uh, but I think we should go to nitrogen for now, and uh, okay. we have some some solutions for that. And on top of it, uh, I think we will go from regular carburizing to LPC. So. It's not easy for people to switch. So uh, our mission, what I told you about, is just to try to convince people to switch to LPC. And we would like to make it as easy as possible for them. So that's why, like maybe 20 years ago, we thought about it. Let's uh, uh, start maybe from, uh, because we have quenching and carburizing. Let's maybe leave quenching the same Mm -hmm. and start from carburizing. So we developed vacuum oil quench furnaces. Right. Just to make it easier for- uh, Right, so they only have to change one thing at a time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, But then we thought, I think it's a big change for them anyway because this, those are different oils and it's right. a vacuum oil. So right now we're introducing a furnace with vacuum uh, carburizing, but the regular atmosphere uh, a quenching chamber and regular oils that uh, uh, all the heat treaters they they know for right for yeah they've known forever for years. and ever exactly yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, so this so, is the super. This, no, this is the super IQ. Super IQ. Yeah, this is uh, this is the super IQ, and I don't want to make it like commercial, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. this is like an, another step. Yeah. So if, if you look at our wall here, so we have like six different products, right. and five of them are for, for carburizing. So, right. so uh, they are not, uh, yeah, starts from vector, they uh, right. it can, have, can have carburizing, it don't have to be, but anyway, they all are, are connected with carburizing. So I think uh, yeah. the mission is to convince people and to switch the yeah. industry from old, messy, dangerous, uh, you know, with open fire furnaces right. to like new, clean, uh, better technology. As we just heard, these are big transitions. So if the first step towards heat treat with LPC is for heat treaters to use atmosphere carburizing with oil quench, what are the next steps to move to a fully vacuum-based future? Step number two is uh, vacuum oil quench, right. and step number three is, uh, is uh, vacuum carburizing or LPC and hydrogen gas High quench. So that's the working. that's the future in my my opinion, and that's with the hydrogen. goal. With hydrogen, <laughs> yes, with hydrogen. As a review, moving to LPC could look like first using a traditional vacuum furnace with atmosphere capabilities, then heat treating with vacuum oil quench, and finally heat treating with LPC and high pressure gas quench. If such a transition is appealing, it would be good to know what the productivity improvements of LPC are. So it depends, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> that sounds but, very political. Uh, it depends. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so a couple of factors. First, uh, we would have to take into account what kind of, kind of a de case depth we are talking about and right. so on and so on. But in general, I can tell you that uh, we can, mm, the productivity increase should be like 50 or even 100%. Is or more. Right. You double, double you the can amount double. of product through same yes, time? And yes, and this is simply with uh, increasing the temperature. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are not limited with with uh, low pressure carburizing with the temperature and there is a limit that uh, atmosphere carburizing can be can be done so uh, we have a lot of a uh, lot of possibilities here. so a 50 to 100 percent increase in productivity and an increased temperature range comes along with low pressure carburizing or lpc when considering lpc there is the question of how traditional specifications, which clearly state the necessity of atmosphere carburizing, can be compatible with this newer technology. Yes, and those much? those specs are changing. Well, that so was my the, question. Uh, is that going to be a hindrance? Yes, it is right now, yeah. especially in aerospace. So yeah. uh, automotive industry, they moved already to, to LPC, but aerospace, we uh, we are trying to help uh, to to change those specs. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they are changing as we speak, because a lot of those specs, they are still from the 80s. Right. So there was no LPC back then. Right. And right. Uh, as you know, in aerospace, it's not easy to, to yeah. change a spec. But this is happening right now. As we speak. So you so. guys are are you guys involved with like changes from uh, we are involved with cap and all yes and we are involved in uh, like major uh, aerospace uh, players uh -huh. and we are doing tests for them we are delivering them uh, LPC furnaces some of them they are still to R and D but this is a first step yeah and some of them yeah we are starting to say real production yeah. with okay. LPC okay. at aerospace so uh, so we are getting there yeah. I would say. Yeah. To be sure, integrating the technical creation of specs by bringing heat treaters in touch with key end users in the industry is necessary to have standards reflect effective heat treating techniques. Aside from standards, is there any resistance to adopting low pressure carburizing? 
I think people are afraid of what is new, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, the atmosphere carburizing is very simple and or very or it's well known. Yeah. And uh, vacuum carburizing is something different. So for atmosphere carburizing, it's it's only to, to control the potential in the furnace and uh, and time of carburizing. Mm -hmm. yeah. In uh, uh, vacuum carburizing, it's not that easy. You have to have a special uh, simulator to, to to create a recipe, and people are afraid of it. Right. But they shouldn't be because there are softwares and we have a software that uh, can make that re recipe pretty easy and pretty quick so right. uh, so people are just afraid of uh, of something new so we have it for uh, uh, to create a recipe for uh, uh, for LPC for uh, yeah. for carburizing, and we actually provided this is our own uh, simulator and we provide it with the equipment right. so it's uh, right. very very easy to in addition to an aversion to the new and the changes that may involve, folks have a real concern with distortion. Peter then addressed this concern. So high pressure gas quench in general is better, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, there are other methods and uh, it's not only us, but we all uh, are trying to limit the distortions. We cannot say uh, eliminate because right. it's impossible, and, yeah. uh, but we can try to limit the, uh, the distortions and control the distortions. So uh, what we introduced to the market is uh, our 4D quench technology mm -hmm. and the fourth dimension is that we rotate the part during quenching. While there is resistance that may be from outdated industry specs, a suspicion of the new, or technical concerns which industry is continually addressing, Peter was sure to note that there are in fact drivers that are encouraging heat treaters to move towards LPC. I think the, the driver is productivity, the uh, you know safety, mm -hmm. and from so as an example, so Biden administration he just committed to reduce CO2 emission uh, by 50 yeah. percent yeah. at the end of the decade. Yeah, this is great technology, and there's a lot of CO2 emission out of, uh, out of yeah. atmosphere carburizer. Exactly. So uh, yeah, internal and external. Yeah? Mm -hmm. But there is there will be a push for. Uh, for uh, you know, climate change and uh, yeah. CO2 emissions. So it's not only mandates, but I think like in Europe, for example, we have a lot of grants or like there's a lot of uh, government money you can uh, you can get if you are reducing the CO2 emission. Right. So, uh, uh, so I think for the heat treaters, it should be easy to, to, to capitalize on it. As, as I said, no CO2 emission on, uh, on LPC. There's no emission at all. So that's the beauty of the technology. Certainly, financial incentives to adopt greener technologies, as well as a personal desire to do so, would be motivating. Is there anything about heat-treated parts cosmetically that would make LPC attractive? Of course, of course, yeah. you, and, and you don't have to wash it after the, uh -huh. uh, which is which is great. Uh, it depends, well, we, because we still can uh, have LPC and oil quench. You have to wash it, but sure. But if you, can get the to future, the, if you can get to the gas quench, you've eliminated the wash. Exactly, part. and they just so they are just look nice and shiny and bright. Yeah. So uh, the color is uh, uh, is better, and you can eliminate washer. It is clear that LPC, one of the factors that plays into the future of heat treat, as Peter envisions, has challenges and benefits for heat treaters to consider. Peter then talked about two additional factors for the future of heat treat, automation and predictive maintenance. 
there's two other factors. So one is automation. I think. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's I think big, and uh, it's more and more, especially nowadays with the labor yeah, uh, issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But it's to eliminate the the, the, the human factor and potential uh, potential. Uh, I don't want to say problems because maybe it's. It yeah, no, we understand. Uh, though the human you know, error part. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then, and on top of it, it's uh, you know the the, the the traceability of the parts and right. uh, it's uh, more and more customers. They they would like. Uh, no, yeah. no operators and the, the machine right. has to run by itself. And we have the systems, so we have like a full system of, uh, of, of equipment. So uh, you just place the, 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 the basket with parts or several baskets and then the robot takes it and takes it to the furnace, carburize, quench, temper, wash, and then it, it comes out. So, untouched so that's by the, human hands. Exactly, un untouched, unti exactly. Exactly. Robots or the automated uh, loader, I'm not sure, maybe you, we can call it a robot, but yeah, that's the, that is the direction. Yeah. And another is uh, predictive maintenance, what is actually a big, a big deal right now. Right. But by predictive maintenance, I mean that, uh, uh, that the system has to predict the, uh, the, the, the failures or the downtimes, because right. from a lot of systems which are available on the market, they are called predictive maintenance, right. but they are like, like reactive. So, right. for example, they have sensors on the machine and if something breaks, it sends you an email, SMS right. or whatever. And uh, our secret predictive, which is our predictive maintenance, is, uh, is based on, uh, on an algorithm to, to actually... So the algorithm is written in a way that the system learns on the on failures and on the and more and more equipment we have connected to it more data we have like everything around right now yeah you know, like yeah, all yeah. the Googles and Amazons and so on and so on and I think this is the future as well so, so everything has to be connected to one that database and uh, just to predict what uh, what will happen before so it happens again, how about yeah? maybe an example if I can't ask like let's say you've got a let's say you've got a, a high temperature fan inside a vacuum mm -hmm. furnace all right mm -hmm. how, how would the sequel predictive slash pre predictive maintenance work on that I think we would control the vibration on it I think right. that's the, the the one way to do it and then you know, at, at a certain level, it uh, you know it would send a signal. Watch out! Yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah. you you are about to have a problem with it. Right. But uh, it's better to do it that way because then there is time to order the replacement or schedule something. So right. so it, it'll not break. But it's uh, the goal is to predict the failure before it happens. So with these thoughts of LPC automation and predictive maintenance on our minds, we then walked over to a display of various furnaces to see just how Seco Vacuum applied these insights to their own furnaces. Peter began with the Vector, a versatile high-pressure gas quench furnace. So this is a single chamber, multi-purpose multi furnace, so it's uh, uh, for LPC carburizing and high-pressure gas quenching. This is yeah. The, yeah. the main main furnace, and I think uh, 70% of, of we sell is this. Maybe this is like 50%, then 20% uh, are the vacuum oil quench furnaces. So, so vacuum oil quench furnaces, so, we, so the heat, uh, the processing chamber is, uh, uh, is under vacuum is the same as the, as the vector, but then we can quench it in, in oil or we can have three chambers, it can, it can be like uh, continuous production or we can have oil quench on one side and uh, hyper uh, gas quench on the other side. 
and then we call it case master evolution because uh, this is our the middle step just to, as, as, as I said in that goal to uh, to go for LPC because we still have uh, oil but then there's another one uh, the, the the new baby in family for people it was not easy to uh, to to make a switch so this is like a hybrid we can say so the processing chamber is vacuum carburizing but the quenching chamber is like all the traditional and uh, it's like uh, an atmosphere exactly okay. and it's like a pure re replacement so you can take one out and uh, put this guy in so you have all the benefits from uh, from low pressure carburizing but you operate mainly like an old and traditional furnace so so this is to make it easier in that uh, transition yeah okay after learning how certain furnace designs can be helpful to heat treaters who have different processing needs or who are trying to convert to LPC, we then moved to see how LPC is being brought to pit furnace size loads. And this is another one, uh, another tool in our mission, I would say. So this is uh, a pit uh, carburizing furnace, but with LPC, because right now for big parts and big, big heavy parts, okay. they are carburized in atmosphere in pit furnaces, and then the, they open the furnace and they just transfer it with the crane to, to, the, to the oil tank. So okay. this is basically the same, but the pit furnace is with LPC. So this, okay. there's nothing like that on the market right now. Yeah. So we are trying to bring the LPC advantages to big parts and pit, uh, pit style carb carburizers as well. From LPC for large loads, we ended our tour with an LPC furnace with an interesting way to maintain traceability. And this is the single, single piece uh, carburizing furnace, which we talked about. So Case Master, actually, this, uh, that, that was the name of our uh, traditional uh, integral quench uh, carburizing furnace in the past, which we no longer do, because right now, if we have an RFQ for, a, uh, for atmosphere carburizer, we go with LPC. Yeah. 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 There was a video, which we'll include in the episode description below. And I would recommend watching the step-by-step -step breakdown on how this technology works. It's quite fascinating. All right, good. Very well. Thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you very much. Yep, thank yep. you very much. Right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's Heat Treat Radio episode with Peter Zawstowski. Heat Treat Radio is on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and the website heattreattoday.com forward slash radio. To reach out to today's guest, head over to sikovacusa.com or send an email to me and I'll put you in touch. My email is bethany at heattreattoday.com. We're always interested in new Heat Treat Radio topics. Send an email to me with something you find interesting and we can talk about a future Heat Treat Radio episode. Or if you'd like to sponsor a future episode, let me know and we'll be in touch. Again, my email is bethany at heattreattoday.com. HeatTreatToday.com features news and technical content that you won't want to miss. So stop by HeatTreat TV to just watch a series of educational and informative videos from around the industry or search by process, equipment, or industry for all your heat treating questions. HeatTreat Radio would like to thank the HeatTreat Buyer's Guide for sponsoring today's episode. Find your heat treatment resource at www.HeatTreatBuyersGuide.com. This and every other episode of Heat Treat Radio is the sole property of Heat Treat Today and may not be reproduced in part or in whole without advanced written permission from Heat Treat Today. 
Jonathan Lloyd, our talented audio and visual producer, created and mixed most of the music that you've heard today. Check out his professional work at www.jonathanlloydmusic.com. Thank you, Jonathan. And I'm your host, Bethany. Thank you for listening. <laughs>